All right, everybody, welcome back into Mining Stock Daily this week. We've got a corporate update with Meridian Mining to get us on our way. A couple of news releases, actually, we need to follow up with with CEO Mr. Gilbert Clark. They do trade on the TSX with MNO and on the OTCQB with MRRDF. Gilbert, good morning. Welcome back into the pod. Morning, Trevor. Happy to be back, and thanks for having me on. Yeah. Yeah, always a pleasure to have you on. Uh, listen, we've got some news out of Santa Helena that we need to discuss, and also we've got some new drill res- drill results out from Cabasol. But let's talk about uh, Santa Helena first off, uh, because sure. you have initiated more of that uh, borehole electromagnetic survey work uh, within that deposit, and you're really kind of seeing where it opens up with with that data. Uh, so maybe just give us a sense and walk us through what you're seeing with that practice. Okay, so with Santelina, again, what we've focused on is that low-risk hard asset development. So we had Santelina, some uh, historical resource, about a million tons of high-grade high grade BMS, massive sulfides, 1,100 kilometres of strike on that. And what we're doing, we want to convert all that historical drilling into compliant. So we have a compliant database. So we are... Drilling there, and we've had great success. We know we had some intersections there. We discovered a second lens of VMS, and we'd actually subsequently then published a exploration target where the upside is sort of circa seven hundred and sixty thousand ounces of gold equivalent for about seven million tons. So that's the upside. And then in the second phase, we're going through. We're doing downhole geophysics, where we literally down the drill hole. We lower down our own. Um, borehole EM tool. We, we own all our equipment. It's much more cost-effective. And it's also, essentially, it's the best equipment in Brazil. And this, we go down the borehole, and we know as the tool goes down the hole, hole metre by metre, you can align that with the mineralisation. And we had a zone there, I think, remember, it was um, 10 metres to 1.9% gold equivalent sulphide mineralisation. And when we did the measurement down the hole, it coincided with the sulphide. So it generates an electromagnetic plate. And that plate, I think it was 170 metres of down dip projection, 100 metres long strike. You, you tend to try and constrict them. Otherwise, you can make them as big as you want to. What's important about this, trend is often if you're just out exploring, you've got a, a, a EM plate and you drill it. It can be graphite and just be barren sulphides. But we actually had this plate generated within the mineralization we'd previously drilled an assay. And that projection of the plate, that was a conservative projection, actually extended the mineralization outside of the upside resource exploration target. So that's very positive for us. And then as we're progressing this uh, downhole geophysics from the west to the east, we picked up additional plates that were actually below us. So it's very important that you have the historical drilling, but you've also got near mine expansion, which we projected within our exploration target. But we're actually seeing that the potential of that near mine resource expansion is actually above what we expected. So remain hmm. remain conservative, but try and deliver more than you want. Yeah. Is that borehole survey work, is it being done on his? Just to clarify, historical drill holes, or are you doing both historical drill holes and the new stuff that you've been drilling? Historical drill holes are in, you know, they're unstable. They can collapse. Okay. You've got a replacement cost of 
I won't say the amount, but it's quite expensive. You drop that down an old drill hole and um, it collapses, well, that's it. So generally what you do is a fresh hole, you go straight down, you probe it first to make sure it's open, and then you run your tool, bring it out. And in some cases, if the ground is less than strong, you might run down some poly pipe, PVC piping to keep it open. But our drill downhole conditions are very good. So no, it's, it's, it really is, no, it's, when we raise capital, it's not always just about drilling. It's about what other equipment, and what's the best use of that capital. And when you've got large import taxes into Brazil and the established service providers don't have the, the first class equipment like Meridian has got, for us, for our shareholders, it's much more cost effective to use this you know, cutting edge uh, established technology that the best you can get in that project. So then we get clear, crisp information for what we can then build the, the resource out on. So we've got subsequent drill targets. With that plate, we've now got um, 170 by 100 metres of drilling that we can target where we think we're very confident to intersect further high-grade mineralisation at St. Helena. Is this going to expand your drill program at Santa Lina? Are you preparing to put in more budget resources and drilling because of it? Yeah, no, with Santa Lina, what we want to do there is we want to, I think we've talked about this, we want to drill that out to a, get our QP to be comfortable that we've drilled out sufficient density that it's at a, a measured plus minimum, uh, sorry, minimum indicated status because I can't use any inferred resource in the PFS, I can't use that in any. Uh, feasibility study. It's just not compliant. So it's hard assets. So what we're going to do, we're going to drill out St. Helena, get it to minimum indicated status, again, independently up to the QP, but then we've got a hard asset in the ground. And then what we'll do is we'll then step out that, what is it, some uh, nearly two kilometres of prospective host horizon, just keep stepping out, stepping it out, stepping out. Because by doing that first phase of resource delineation, I can then include that in a future uh, financial model. And I think if you, if you look at Cabasal, I think it's 1.8, 1 1.9 million ounces gold equivalent. We've got the potential to bring into that what we think is going to be an established milling uh, centre at Cabasal, another potentially up to up to. 760,000 ounces of gold equivalent within a very short period. So this just gives you an idea that of the inherent wealth in developing a, a methylogenic belt like Cabasal, but in a mm -hmm. cost frame that a junior company can afford to do. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Obviously, I'm not a geophysicist, but doesn't that bullhorn electromagnetic survey, it responds a lot better to the base metal uh, type mineralization that it does the precious metal? Okay, that's a good question. So with borehole EM, um, it, yes, it picks up sulfides, connected sulfides. And just so everyone knows, um, sphalerite or the mineralization of zinc is a terrible conductor. So we're very focused on the chalcopyrite, the pyrotite and the pyrite. Why that's important for us in respect to the global deposit is uh, St. Helena had a couple of years of production that produced two concentrates. One was a zinc concentrate, the other was a copper, gold and silver concentrate. So for us, when we look at that borehole EM plate, we associate that with the copper mineralisation and very much so the associated gold and silver mineralisation. Now, the gold overprint at St. Helena, well, that's very difficult to track 
um, with geophysics. That's more more in line with geochemistry if you look for a slightly elevated bismuth. Um, but so for us, yes, very accurate tool to project the down plunge extensions and the long dip extensions of uh, the copper-dominated sulphides. Pretty much useless for zinc, but we know that they, these two are associated within a VMS massive sulphide pile. All right. Uh, all right. Well, more of this to come. There's going to be a lot of drilling because of this data out of Santalina. Uh, obviously, that's been a big uh, focus here for Meridian Gilbo. But you did put out uh, also new drill results uh, heading back up to that Capisol, uh gold, copper, silver deposit, which really has always been uh, the bread and butter since day one for the Capisol project, obviously. Uh, you published new drill results here. Uh, you know, coming from continued, uh, you know, kind of c- to convert that in-pit resource to higher classifications of resource. So give us a sense of what those drill results were showing you this go-round. Uh, look, it's really important that when you create certainty on your asset, you get continuality of the mineralization. And this is what we're, we're getting from this drill program. And at the same time, we have areas within Cadasal where particularly the shallow, more shallow mineralization that within the original resource in the, the PEA's open pit, it was unclassified because we did not smear the grade. It was unclassified as waste. So we're seeing um, drilling where it's projecting areas that were previously waste in our mineralization. Areas of infill drilling were creating more certainty. And this is what you want. You want to get rid of all your inferred material and have nothing but indicated and measured. And even let's be caught off uh, perspective, in the original resource of Cabasal, the first resource, uh, the 2022 resource, it had 52 million tonnes of indicated and only some 10 million tonnes of deferred. So already overwhelming majority of our potential resource was in the indicated classification. So now we want to move some of that indicated and measured, into measured move as much, actually, all of the current inferred into indicators. We want to create you know, a sense of fact on the deposit. And we've seen a lot of the time over the last couple of years, um, companies have tried to go into production and they've, had, uh, they've built a mine and a PEA and they're absolute disasters. So what we're doing with the preliminary feasibility study is advancing it because we had just a, a small amount of additional drilling to remove all of the inferred and we come up with a much, much, much more robust uh, financial statement for the capital deposit to take to the next stage, which is the feasibility stage. Uh, some of those drill results, a uh, whole f- uh, 425.8 meters of 1.4 grams per ton gold equivalent. There was 2.9 grams per ton in a shorter nine and a half meter interval there, that same hole. Mm. Uh, you know, we don't need to go through and, and kind of cut through every single drill result here. But what was interesting for all like, you know, the mine engineers here, uh, there was a little bit of, there's a bullet point here, which kind of caught my attention in the news release that, um, some of those geotechnical studies you've done at Cabasol uh, provides optionality to steepen the pit wall uh, and and also potentially decrease your strip ratio. Uh, you know, I just kind of curious. You know, you know, obviously I'm not an engineer, but would love to understand what the significance of this. Well, it's, it's really quite interesting. So when you, when we did the PEA, we did not have. Um, Modern geotechnical work related to an open pit. We had some geotechnical work uh, for the historical underground mine, but that just wasn't 
Um, it just does not cut the mustard for what we're doing in a modern mining. So we've done, I think there was uh, 59 geotechnical holes were logged, or diamond holes were logged for their geotechnical characteristics. I think there's some six or eight holes were drilled and they were specifically tested for rock strength. And what that does, when we did the PA at, say, 48 degrees, what we then did with the, the study that was independently done and it's to uh, the 43-101 standard, is it steepened the batter. The, the, the southwestern side of the pit goes from 54, I think, up from, from 48, sorry, up to about 56 degrees. And what's important is that means you've got less waste to be mined to get down to the bottom of the pit because when we mine um, any open pits, not, not just sort of one big mass mineralisation, everything that comes out of the pit is, is ore, there's a zones on left or right, which are just waste, but that waste has to be removed to get to the bottom of the pit. Now, by steepening that pit wall, that means we can actually drill less waste. And at the same time, we've been drilling out areas within the resource that were unclassified, which now become, you know, payable mineralisation. So that means we were going to mine less waste for almost the same or greater amount of ore. This is very important because this will have a direct effect on the oil in sustaining costs. Uh, look, we've been um, spitballing some numbers, and it's really it's not five or ten dollars off the ASIC. It's it's a significant amount that we're projecting that we'll be able to achieve with this combination of increased uh, pit wall angle and the conversion of what was previously considered con uh, conceived to be waste is actually now payable mineralisation. So it just makes it more robust, and okay. you have to do this is part of the study that you have to do. Gibble, let's leave it at that. Uh, we continue to have technical difficulties. So now that we've got you clear and loud, I, I want to take advantage of that. And, uh, you know, because obviously we're going to be touching base here in the coming weeks. There's a lot of drilling happening there within the Cabasol project in Brazil. And so uh, it's going to be a very busy year. And obviously, uh, reports are incoming sometime throughout the year. And we've talked about that. So more to come from Cabasol. Thanks so much, Gilbo. The information presented should not be considered investment advice. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak with a licensed financial representative before making any investment decisions.